Our next guest is someone who I truly admire. You know, a lot of us have lived lives that have been fake. We've pretended and then we get used to it. And then something happens that totally transforms us. And we have no choice but to face the hard truths, look ourselves in the mirror, and really, really see what our personal problems are and issues and fix it. And that is what happened to our our next guest. And she has the most unique story coming from the foster care system. I'm so excited for you to meet Stormy Rose King. Do you ever think that you're running your life on autopilot? Well, that was me. For over 40 years, I was dealing with a past childhood trauma that hadn't been fully addressed. Even though I had gone to therapy and I've done different methods of healing, there was something missing and I felt incomplete. And then a couple of years ago, I realized what the answer was. My name is Lynn and I'm here to help you advance your healing to a brand new level where you can fully embrace the femininity and beautiful, sexy mama who you are. And I want to share that with you through this podcast. Myself and my guests are going to inspire you with our stories of our healing and how we have truly triumphed after trauma. We are so blessed. We have Stormy Rose King here with us. And I, in our pre-interview, our little chit-chat that we had, my eyes were opened up to another, just a different level of, wow, just um, knowing yourself, getting to know yourself and honoring who you are. And Stormy, I am so excited for our listeners to hear you. Thank you for being here. I am so excited and so honored to um, to be your guest today. It's um, kind of a dream come true to share my story. Wow. And good for you and good for you. And you are also, you know that you have to get this, your story on a book, into a book. So how's that going? What's pushing you? What's driving you? Um, if I can change and help one person take back their identity and and find their passion of who they are that is all that matters to me that's just that is my drive i just want to help as many people as possible okay because identity is something that i can relate to but not anywhere near the level where you're going to be talking about and for me when i think of identity let's just kind of explain it to our listeners because that's what I asked Stormy to talk about today. Um, Identity to me is knowing who you are, knowing what your purpose is, knowing what your fears are, your, your failures, your strengths the things that make you, you and make you unique. And it's not a role. So many people think that their identity is, Oh, I'm a mom or their identity is, Oh, I'm a hundred pounds overweight or their identity is, Oh, I'm Justin's mom. Yes. He has autism. He's on the spectrum. And I'm not, I'm not, um, 
mocking anybody. I'm not intending to um, make anyone feel bad in how I'm talking. I want women to know that that is a role that you have. You're Justin's mom. And Justin happens to have autism and he's on the spectrum. But what makes you, you? What are your dreams? So Stormy, tell our listeners why identity is so important to you. So my identity was actually taken um, from me as, at, a, at a young age. I was 11 years old. And um, Department of Human Services said, you have to change your name. You cannot keep the name Stormy any longer. And um, I chose my best friend's name. She had a life that I wanted. And so I thought if I changed my name to her name, I would get her life of the perfect family, the perfect, you know, mom and dad, a little bit of backstory, 28 foster homes, 10 years in foster care and three failed adoptive homes before I was adopted. So when they took my name, it was like taking a part of who I was and saying I was this bad person because I lived, I didn't have something stable in my life. Right. Oh my goodness, yeah. That is just really speaking to me. Because your name is, at least it's a constant. Mm -hmm. Wow. Holy cow. I mean, let that sink in. I mean, at least you knew what you looked like. I did. But I was creating an identity that wasn't mine. I created this world that had, was trying to replicate this person who I thought I was supposed to be. I thought I was supposed to be, my, my name was Lindsay after I was adopted, that was my best friend's name. I created this identity of what I thought her life would be like of what her family was life was like because I didn't have my own. I was told I couldn't have it anymore. That my name wasn't part of who I was. And so how did that shape you? I mean, we talk about being fake and not being authentic and being untrue to ourselves and you as a young and usually that I mean I guess it starts younger but you really feel it and sense it when you're older Mm -hmm. so how did it how did it um, manifest to you like how did you feel and how did you how did you live I just going on in your mind felt like I wasn't enough that I was doing something wrong. Nothing felt natural. I kept striving for all of these different jobs, 
careers, notoriety, um, striving for this recognition that never felt enough, never felt real to me. And even when I would meditate or visualize, it was never, never felt natural or good because I would say, you know, I, I would write out something or I'd say something and I would say, you know, Lindsay, you're this. And it always came out third party. Oh, interesting. It always came out, Lindsay, you're this, you're that. And then when I finally accepted and, and it kind of just came to me, you are stormy, you are stormy rose. This is who you are. And I embraced that. The tears flowed. There was this huge energetic shift and just huge balance shift. And it was like, oh, my meditation practice has changed. My stance changed. And my excitement for who I was changed. So it was very, it was like this huge, just boom. You are now living and respecting who you are. This is who you are. This is who I am. This is, I, I'm stepping into my identity. And a lot of people say, well, it's just a name. But when you go back to everything that was taken, you know, unfit parents, in and out of foster care. It, for me, it was so much more than just a name because it was the only thing that I had that was mine. Right, right. I mean, you think about children having a comfort blanket. And, you know, for you, um, did you have an item, something that you were able to keep with you? I was able to keep my middle name, but a physical item, no. Actually, that's not true. I had a, I still have it to this day, a blanket that I got in one of my foster homes that I still have um, tucked up in the top of my closet. But other than that, no. So I want to talk about the blanket. Could a blanket be symbolized as something for you, whether good or bad? Um, for me, it was a, the only time I felt normal in my life that has a very positive, um, memory for me. Mm, that's great. What happened with that home? Why weren't you able to stay? They were too old to back then too old to adopt me. Oh, Oh my goodness, that breaks my heart. Are you kidding me? No, rules are much different now than they were 35 years ago, 36 years ago. Oh my. Do you, have you kept in touch with them at all? After I turned 18, I did. Um, I actually, I do talk to, um, to Nancy on a regular basis. I went a couple of years ago. It was, it was amazing. Wow. Well, that is, that's beautiful. Oh, 
So they were probably heartbroken too when you had to leave. They were. They were. Yeah. Um, but um, it was, I look back now, it was probably for the better. But at that time, I didn't understand that. You know, yeah. We don't understand why things happen. We create an idolization of something in our, in our mind, especially as a small child, just like I idolized my friend's family. And what 10-year-old, if you say you could have any name you want, oh, by the way, we're going to move you 500 miles away from everything that you know, isn't going to grasp their friend. Right. And it's also, like, I'm just imagining that right now. And, you know, I think there's a lot of, little girls that would love to change their name. Oh yeah. I love that name. I love the name Lindsay. I want to be Lindsay. Well, you have, you have a roof over your head. You know, you're going to be in a comfortable bed, the same bed every night and wake up and it's going to be the same people and the same routine and same smells, same sounds. And so it's not that big of a deal to, like have a little whim of changing a name, but you're right. right. Having um, just, just being on, on edge. And then how, how passionate are you today as far as helping people with their identity? I know you want to write a book. Is there anything else that you're doing? I am. Um, I'm very passionate about working with kids in the foster care system and advocating for them. Um, and advocating for their rights. Um, because a lot of times they don't have a voice. So I'm, that is something that I am very passionate about giving back to. That's great. And I want to know, Stormy, have you seen, and I don't know if you're in the same state where you were raised, um, but do you think that the system has gotten better? No. Has it, it gotten worse or it stayed it's the gotten, same? Um, in a lot of ways, it's still the same. Very broken. I actually worked, state, um, worked with the system about 10 years ago. Um, and I worked as a, as a CASA advocate director um, for several years. And it is still just as broken. Um, but there's more kids than there are workers. There's more kids than there are foster homes. There's systems in place that make no sense. You can only do so much. But social workers, I, I, I commend my friends that are social workers. I can't, um, I couldn't do their job. Oh, yeah. I remember taking a test, you know, one of those job placement tests in high school. And it said social worker. That was my results. And I didn't want to be a social worker. I knew then, like, no, I, I know what they do. And I, that's not for me. So, yeah, I guess maybe when you've lived something really tough, it'd be hard to face it every day. So, mm -hmm. and how else are you helping people? I know you are a Reiki master. I am. I'm a Reiki master. I work um, energy work and healing. 
And I am also a um, mindset manifestation coach. So about positivity and, and um, really focus a lot on body positivity because as women, that's a part of our identity that we kind of break apart and we um, have created some paradigms around. So I really yes. love empowering women to step into their greatness and into their um, their power and 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 embracing uh, embracing that and so often we don't right. I know I didn't for a very long time right right you know I want to go back a little bit in your story and when we were talking about um, you know kind of making that pretend life because you had this new name at what point in your your existence, whether adolescence or adulthood, at what point did you realize that there wasn't anything fake or pretend that could bring you happiness and, and satisfaction and fulfillment? At what point did you realize that? Um, when my first husband and I got divorced, it was, um, we were together for 15 years and um, I held some very high level corporate type jobs. Um, we had the picture perfect family from, from the outside. And uh, I think that was when I really realized that this front that I had put together wasn't embracing, embracing myself. Right. Right. I understand. Um, yeah, my heart, my heart goes out to you because I can, I can feel that at that point it's, it's a huge loss. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you've, you've felt a lot of loss over your lifetime. So I, I feel that. And then as far as, um, having that realization that you really need to rely on yourself and it has to come from within. What, what was it that helped you to realize that helped you to get to that point? And what, what was it that um, helped you to just love you? Um, I actually reached out and um, hired a mentor. Uh, honestly, I hired a mentor. I hired, um, I was a, a self-help junkie, as you could say. I mean, I, if, if it was published, I read it, I listened to it, I attended it, but it wasn't until I actually invested in myself with a mentor or a coach myself that I really got to the bottom of a lot of things and we started I call it the 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 ogre syndrome with the layers of the onion mm -hmm. we started peeling apart the the layers of the onion and we started getting to the center of um, my identity and my self-worth wow that is so huge and you are very happy now and fulfilled 
Yes. Yes, very much. Describe it. It is such a different feeling to wake up out of bed without dread. I mean, I get up and um, most of the time without an alarm clock. I can't tell you when I did that in my adult life. Until wow. I, I, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm just up. You know, I, I get up and I'm, I'm happy and I, I have my, my daily, you know, things that I, I do that are for myself. And uh, then I go about my day. And it's, it's just a different things that would stress me out that I loved. Just, it's kind of like water. Other people's opinions that I used to really put so much stock in don't matter to me anymore. I, I just, it's kind of like water and just let it roll off. I don't care. Ooh, I love that. Think what you, think what you want. It's, I don't care. It does, it's not about you. This is my identity. This is my, this is who I am. And, and you don't have to like me. And yeah. that's really where, I, because I strived. My identity crisis also stemmed from not having anything stable as a young child. Sure. So I valued the opinion of others. Oh, I bet. Like, and that's really that strive for fakeness. It was almost like water, wasn't it? Yes. Like taking a drink. Yeah. Like you needed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 stri- I thrived on it. Mm-hmm. I had to be at the top of the company, top of the organization. I had to, you know, 4.0 in college. I mean, I, I strived on it because I had to be the best because I found validation from others. Mm-hmm. They didn't know any different. And now that I've, you know, accepted and stepped into my own identity and to who I am, none of that matters. Mm. I, I, none of that matters anymore. And, and, and it, it doesn't bother me. I, I just don't care. It's, 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 it's a form of self-love I've never experienced until I, I accepted my identity. Wow. Yep. I am right there with you, right there with you. You're right. It is this form of self-love that really is tangible, isn't it? It is. It's, it's not make-believe. It's not, I'm going to meditate about this, but no, you feel it. It's real. Yeah. yeah. And, and some of it was a lot of self-work. Standing in the mirror saying, I love you. Literally. Telling yourself, I love you. Looking in your eyes. Yep. Like staring at yourself. Yep. yep. Staring at yourself. Looking right at yourself and accepting yourself. And that was really stepping into my identity. And the, the breaker, I was writing my goals. I was struggling. One of my goals is to be on a stage, empowering other women. And I was struggling feeling the emotion. And all of a sudden, I got this just wave of heat and, and energy. And, and I could literally, I could hear the announcer say, we'd like to welcome Stormy Rose out to the stage. And it was just this flow of tears and, and acceptance of this is me. This is who I am. Oh, oh my goodness. Thank you so much listeners. Oh yes. Are you feeling it? Oh, 
Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. This time has been really amazing. I knew, I knew we were going to get quite a treat hearing from you and I'd love to have you, have you back for sure. We'll continue this. Absolutely. Anytime you just let me know. I'm thank you very much for having me. I, I appreciate it. Oh, of course. And so please tell the listeners the best way that they can get a hold of you. Actually, Facebook is the easiest way um, to find me on Facebook. It's uh, Stormy Rose King. Seven six is my handle on Facebook. If you just um, look up Stormy Rose King, you'll find me. All right. Well, that is, that's amazing. Thank you so very much. And it's been such an honor, such a treat to have you truly. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Carrying on that theme of living a fake life and pretending that things are great. Our next guest also felt like she had to act a certain way and be a certain way because that was expected of her. And it became a natural way for her to be. And that was, she needed to show up tough, to not cry, to not really show emotions, and to be a, just a tough girl. And things really changed and shaped her life in a different way when she realized that she was not being true to herself. I am so excited for you to meet the beautiful, gorgeous, and definitely very feminine Alma Delgado. I think it's awesome that you've spent the time with us today. And, you know, my guests and I, we have been through a lot to heal our trauma and to get to where we are today. And I hope that you've been inspired. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Don't forget to share it with other women who you know are looking for some more resources to help them along their healing journey. Also, go to our website, thesexymama.com where you have an opportunity to book a call with me where we can talk together. I can assess where you are in your healing journey to see if there's more that I can do for you. And we have a private Facebook group, which is an amazing resource for you for women only. It's called Triumph After Trauma, and I will catch you next time.